Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett, where we talk about all things financial, focusing on helping you plan, keep, and grow for a successful future. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're tuning in again, welcome back and thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. Today, we are talking about what issues you should consider at the start of the new year. We talk about personal goal setting and how to line up your investments, insurance, and estate planning up with your goals. Lastly, we touch on the importance of an emergency fund to make sure you can have a successful new year. My name is Garrett Smith, and we look forward to having you with us today. Episode 12. Well, here we are. It's cold here in Logan. I hope some of you are in some places warm. I know, Bob, you're out there in the in the warm <laughs> area, and uh, we've got people around the country. And, you know, this time of year is hard for me because... There's not enough snow to play. You know, you can't ski, right. can't snowmobile. It's dark early. I mean, it gets seven o'clock at night and I'm just like, is it time to go to bed yet? Well, it's been dark for two hours by the time I seven know. o'clock rolls around. And then it's cold and I, I just, I, we just need more snow. Yeah. We're just recording this right at the end of November just to give some context. Yeah. And it's been cold for a few days, but there's not enough snow to have fun yet. Fortunately, it's the Christmas season. So I love the Christmas season. There's lots of lights, lots of good things going on, but. Man, the, this time of year is just tougher. So anyway. Well, I, you know, I think that does impact a little bit of optimism. I think sometimes you, you're kind of balancing dark nights as well as Christmas hope. Yeah. So it's kind of a fun, I don't know, dichotomy to the year. And, you know, the year's winding down, but you're also kind of gearing up for, for a new year as well. And, uh, you know, that's what we kind of wanted to talk about today was, you know, what should you do January 1? You know, what's what's the year, the new year look like so that you kind of get yourself out on the right foot? Yeah, I love uh, I love the beginning of the years. Uh, I, I love shutting down the old year and just kind of figuring out how things went. And then I, I always love, uh, you know, new starts. And uh, first of the year is a good time. Good time to do that. Good time to look back at, you know, how did how did your goals go? How did how did things work? I'm a goal setter. I have been my my whole life. I was telling uh, Garrett before we pushed the on button, I, I said, you know, I, I love goals. I've been very successful at accomplishing all my goals except for my weight loss goal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my I think my weight loss goal is uh, is tough because I like to eat more than I like to uh, lose weight. So that one's a tough one for me. When the food's good and you work at a desk, odds are against <laughs> you in modern day America for sure. Um yeah, I think goals are, is kind of a fun conversation. One thing I started doing years ago was I wrap my year end goals up at the end of October. And so my new year goals start November one. Mm. And it just kind of prevents me from slumping at the end of the year. Mm. And, you know, so now I'm mentally and emotionally, I'm already moving into next year, um, which which for me works a lot. Well, I used to do end of year goals and it just just didn't work out. I just kind of drug my feet from about November 1st through the end of the year because it's, you know, good food's coming, Christmas is coming. There's always something that kind of gets in the way. For so sure. I, you know, it just, it, I don't know. I, I like that. There's businesses do different fiscal year ends. And so I've got a different goal year end, I mm. guess. And um, is there, you know, any high level ideas that you like from a goal setting perspective that's kind of worked out for you? Well, I just think uh, I just think setting realistic goals. There's always trade off on goals. Just like my example of you know losing weight versus eating, and you know financial goals have the same same situation. You know you you can you can uh, be too aggressive with saving. 
you know, the trade-off there is you have no life. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to save 100% of what I make. and <laughs> Work more, save work, everything. Work more, save everything. <laughs> Don't see anybody else. <laughs> you know? uh, so just just setting goals. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of writing them down and then regularly reviewing them. You've got to have a mental picture of, of uh, you know, which direction you're going. For me, it just it just helps. It, it helps my... My, keep my mindset uh, on the direction I'm supposed to be going that that I choose to go not just you know I'm just not in the current I'm I'm swimming you know some probably downstream but at least I have a direction I'm going so <laughs> that's always the easiest is to swim downstream for sure <laughs> um, but I think there's you know the closer goals get you know when you're setting one month or 12 month goals uh, the cost of them become a lot more clear and I think Anytime we're doing retirement planning or, or financial goal planning for people, it's easy to say, I want all the money today with no risk and, and I want to retire tomorrow. Um, but there's obviously a cost to that. And, and so the, I think the clearer you can make the cost of your goals, the more successful you'll be, uh, you know, like your example of, of, you know, wanting to retire in a short amount of time requires high income and spending zero you know, it's just, there's, it's a big trade-off. Um, but I, oftentimes when you start to get clarity around what will it actually cost for me to retire at a certain age or to, you know, buy a house at a certain age or whatever the financial goal may be, um, it oftentimes I've seen, it leads to kind of a tweaking of that goal. You know, maybe the goal isn't to retire. It's just, I just don't like the job that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, new year is a good time to kind of relook at those of saying, you know, the cost of this goal isn't worth it but it is in line with actually just a slight change and that cost is worth it. Right. Um, and so when, when you're looking at new year goals, you know, new year is a great time to kind of review those goals and financial goals and see where you're standing. Um, I, you know, maybe a, a tweak in the goal is not a bad thing. I don't think it's giving up in any way. It's just making sure, like you said, you're doing your best to swim downstream and not always upstream. Well, and, and circumstances constantly change in our lives, right? I mean, you know, things happen during the year that that make a goal uh, more achievable uh, or less achievable. And, and, you know, I think we have to be careful not to set goals that are that are not, you know, realistically achievable. And I think long term we can set some really lofty goals, but year by year goals, um, you know, we have to be careful not to, uh, you know, like my goal is always to lose 50 pounds this year. And it's not really, but because I know that's unrealistic, but, um, but, you know, maybe something more modest, lose 10. And then you get there and then you say, oh, I, I did that. I can lose another 10. Saving money is the same way. Oh, I can, you know, I can save $200 a month. Oh, you know what? I'm. I got a raise at work. I can, you know, I can bump that up to three hundred fifty dollars a month, and and so we have to adjust and change as our circumstances change, for sure. Yeah, and, and the goal may not be necessarily to lose ten pounds. It's just to feel better moving around. And so right. the goal is just get up and down off the floor instead of trying to lose. You know, if, if I, I just always think that the goal that you maybe set for yourself ten years ago might not is probably different today. Yeah. Um. I also think of the first of the year, it's a good time to kind of, you know, in the last podcast we talked about reviewing year end goals and, you know, keeping that top of mind, I think is also helpful too, of just saying, you know, was last year's success? Why, why not? And how can I use that to kind of influence, uh, 
you know, the year going forward. Uh, obviously, we're fans of budgeting uh, in one way or another, whether it's just at a high level or or very granular. There's a word I ran into that I'm stuck on. Granular. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, of, of using the envelope system, uh, you know, being real specific with every dollar that goes out. And obviously, life circumstances dictate those. Uh, but the clarity of kind of deciding where you want the money to go um, usually is, you know, if you can live from a goals-based, purpose-based spending versus reactionary seems to work mm-hmm. out a lot better for most of our clients. Yeah, we just need to try and be purposeful with our spending. It, it seems like if you're purposeful, meaning, you know, we, we kind of have a handle on things, then we, we end up having uh, funds to do some of those things that are really memorable. You know, if we just kind of go through and just, you know, keep putting out fires and just, you know, not really having... Uh, purposeful spending. It's just, you know, I've just noticed that people that, that, that don't have some kind of a budget in place, it's just, you know, it's just a one, one check to the next. Yeah. It's one fire to the next. It's just always, you always feel like you're slightly behind, you know, you're always running the yellow light, just trying to keep up with everything going on. And I think the first place to always start at the beginning of the year is do I have a sufficient emergency fund? Right. Um, oftentimes in the year, sometimes those get broken into for one reason or another. Um, and, but, uh, you know, making sure that those dollars are there, just building that slack in the system to just ab- absorb any, any shocks that may, that will happen, you know, not may, we, you know, yeah. we know life happens. And, and if you need to increase that, that should be priority number one of just making sure that emergency fund is, is ready to go for the year and then doing your best to just keep it there. Yeah. And I think that's the, the key too, is, is to try to protect that emergency fund. Let, let's not let the emergency fund become, oh, you know, I want to go to that concert fund. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an emergency. You know, mm-hmm. we put it there and, and have it be for an emergency. And we work with a lot of clients on emergency funds and, you know, they vary in size. They, you know, probably go from 10000 to $50,000 as an emergency fund and everybody's situation is a little different. But, you know, this is a good time of year to check it. Did it get used? Is it the right amount? Do we need to increase it? Are we, are we good to go on our emergency fund going forward for sure? Yeah. Also, you know, moving into the next steps, it's just being deliberate where the dollars go and then reviewing, I think kind of your insurances for the year is a, is a great thing to do. Just making sure you have the right coverages. You know, did you get a new car? Did, did you use your insurance line up? Did it get transferred over? If you let, you know, you let them know, um, you know, I think insurance is kind of a great thing to review, whether right at the end of the year or the first of the year, just to make sure it's all lined up and ready to go. Yeah. Just review those deductibles. Um, you know, do I have the right coverages? Uh, you know, it's just at some point, you know, usually we just pay them. And, and, you know, the problem I have is I have some that come due there and some that come due that couple months later. And, you know, I just have to set a time where I'm just going to I just have to look at all these to make sure that they're that the coverage is where it needs to be and that the the deductibles and, and the, the types of insurances are in place that I'm that I'm, that I'm choosing to have at this point. So yeah, it's a good time to do that is look at your insurances for sure. And I think deductibles are a great conversation to have because as your, as your life changes, those numbers should change. Yes. You know, lower deductibles usually when you're a little tighter on budget, but as you can increase that deductibility amount, 
generally speaking, your rates will go, your cost of insurance will go down. And if you can kind of absorb some of those, that's, yeah, it, you know, looking at your deductibles and, and kind of matching that up, not necessarily in an emergency fund, but just having those dollars available. Yeah. You know, another thing that's really important to look at, I think this time of year is just what we call the asset allocation of your portfolio. And so asset allocation on your uh, portfolio is kind of the ratio between uh, how much you have in cash versus how much you have in bonds versus how much you have in stocks. And, um, you know, this is really a good time of year to do that. That's the, those metrics are what kind of control the risk of your portfolio. And the, the, the older you get, the probably the higher amount that you're going to have in cash and bonds and a little bit less in stocks, but it's just something that we need to be intentional about. And, and the first of the year is a good time to do that. Of course, we'll obviously review that when we have our sit down reviews through the course of the year, make sure that that's, um, you know, where it needs to be as far as, as far as what we know about your situation going forward. But again, that's just one of those things that you probably want to look at and say, um, you know, is there any adjustments to my portfolio that I need to make, um, for, for the year. Did stocks go up? Did they go down? Do I need to do a rebalance? Those kind of things. Yeah. And that's something we're always looking at on, on our end from a, um, you know, investment perspective, but as life changes and as your goals change, uh, that may, you know, tweak. Sometimes you're kind of reviewing these goals and you're saying, you know, I want to retire a year sooner. Um, and that would obviously drive changes into the portfolio, uh, assuming that, you know, that, that works out for you. Um, so as you're setting those goals, you know, bringing, bringing them in and making sure the, the investments line up with those is I think very, very important. Um, particularly if you have extra cash sitting around, that's not being driven to any particular goal, getting that lined up. Um, sometimes there's cash that just gets built up in a savings account. That's not really paying any interest and making sure those kind of are helping out on the long-term goals, um, in, in one way or another. Now, if it's there for a purpose, that's a different story mm-hmm. uh, that, that sometimes we just end up with extra dollars, um, when we're uh, on occasion. I think another thing to good thing to look at is, is you get tax notices through the end of the year. Um, and you want to take a look at how all your, uh, assets are titled. Um, you know, your titling of assets, taking an idea of if you have a trust set up, making sure, you know, the homes and the name of the trust and things like that. Um, it's, it's a great time because all those notices are coming your way into year, new year, and just making sure that everything kind of got caught and included. Did something, did you purchase a new piece of property that maybe you just bought in your name and not in the name of the trust that needs to be cleaned up or things like that. It's a great project to just kind of kick the year off with. Yeah. And those tax notices do a really good job of letting you know if there's, you know, something to miss there. And, and it, it is really important. I mean, the reason you have a trust is, is, is to, you know, help with the distribution of those assets. But if you have a trust and you haven't moved, you know, your property into the trust, um, you just will not have a trust. I mean, right. you're, because <laughs> if, if I if I have a home, uh, so I have two homes. I got one in my trust, and and one's just in my name. Uh, if I pass away, that one that's just in my name has to go through probate, and that's one of the, you know, one of the things we get a trust document for. And speaking of a trust, I, I think the first of the year is probably a good time. To, to actually read your trust. I mean, I think most of us, we get a trust and um, we, you know, they give us the booklet and and then we put it in the drawer and and then 
we we just never look at it again. And um, I, I know that's what, what happened to me. We we did a trust in the in the '90s, and and uh, just you know in the process of getting it updated and. You know, all my kids are grown and it's just I, I read it and I go, oh, man, this should have been kind of updated as I as I went along here. So life's a little different now. Uh, huh? It's, it's <laughs> totally different. So get, get that trust out and just you, you probably won't understand all the terminology and everything. But when it comes down to, you know, who your successor trustee is and how you want the distribution of the assets, just make sure that that still makes sense to you. If it still makes sense to put it away and then bring it out another year and and kind of read through it again and just make sure it makes sense. And that way, at some point, you'll probably go, oh, I probably need to I probably need to change that one that that daughter got a divorce. And so I need to change that. And, you know, there's just uh, life happens and, and things change. And we just you know, it's a good time to do it at the first of the year. Just look at that and make sure that it's uh, where it needs to be. Yeah, those, you know, those trust documents doesn't matter till it matters. And then it matters a lot. Well, then it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then it's really, really important. And it's too late to change it at that point. Right. And and so staying on top of it, like you said, you know, middle of January around here, there's not much going on. You got long, dark nights, you know, it's probably a good time to read a trust document. It'll put you to sleep. It might take a few nights, but it's not yeah, a good time I mean, to do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're struggling to go into sleep, put, pull that baby out. It'll, it's better than Salmonex or whatever they call it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's you know kind of the main uh, theme here is just making sure you're you know living in, intentionally from uh, perspective, and then just bringing everything in line with that, making sure all your ducks are in a row and ready to go for the year um, is is just kind of in line with what you're hoping the dollars do and and kind of how your life goes through the year. But you know, like any any time we do. Uh, drop a financial plan for somebody it's out of date the minute they walk out of the door you know life's always changing but as 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 long as you're aware of them and and the areas that need to kind of be tweaked as the year goes along is a good thing so just kind of getting your arms around everything and making sure you know where things are i also think it's a good time to just kind of remind kids or successor trustees like hey the binders in this you know, mm-hmm. in this file cabinet, just so you know where it is, you know, here's, let me introduce you to a few of the professionals in my life. You don't have to talk dollars and cents, but just, just go do it. You know, I remember, uh, as a kid, my grandpa walking around and he would just introduce me to everybody that it was in his life. And when the time came to it, we just knew who they were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, so that was extremely beneficial of just being familiar with those who are involved in your life. And then I think kind of another point to touch on here as we're wrapping up is just tax documents. They kind of come hard and fast this time of year. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more you can kind of start keeping those in order, the easier the next few months are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Just watch all those envelopes because they'll, you know, they'll start showing up with important tax document at the bottom and just, you know, just hang on to all those, make your life easy, put them in a, put them in a folder. So they're all kind of, kind of gathered up and, and, um, then you can just hand it over to the tax guy and say, good luck with it. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> yeah. And I think one good thing to do is if you're feeling ambitious is to pull out last year's tax return. And if, if you can, you know, understand anything that's going on there, looking to just verifying, okay, which accounts or which places should I be getting a tax notice mm-hmm. from? Sometimes we forget about this, that, and the other. Obviously, anything here, uh, we can work with you in, in making sure that you get all the appropriate documents, but we know there's other things that are going on. And so sometimes kind of just comparing them to last year and just saying, Hey, did I get everything that I was expecting for this year? 
um, is, is very beneficial and having it all in one place. So it's ready to go. Yep. Agree. Well, I think that does it for another one here, man. Make it a good year. Yeah. Yeah. New years are fun, aren't they? They're, they're awesome. Full of yep. optimism, ready to go. And the more deliberate you can live life, it seems to just go better. Yep. For sure. Till All next right. time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to your investment partners with Paul and Garrett. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also visit us at ascendinvestment.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep you up to date. See you in the next episode. Kessler, Norman and Ride LLC DBA Ascend Investment Partners is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where our firm and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Ascend Investment Partners unless a client service agreement is in place. The opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice, performance data, or recommendations that any particular security, portfolio of securities, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. All opinions contained in this podcast are subject to change at any time without notice. To determine which, if any, investments may be appropriate for you, please consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this podcast is not guaranteed of future results. As always, please remember that all investing involves risk and possible loss.